And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Mike, you, you have to hit rock bottom before you decide you've investigated enough. Like, you, you must understand the entire fucking scenario. Like, for me, I just went medical, drugs. <laughs> Next. I've moved on already. I know what happened. My safe word is keep going. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Is It A Bicycle, Season 14, Episode 7, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. So I have me a man who said, you'll always wonder if there's something more he could have done, but she won't. It's Mike, <laughs> the Madonna, Madonna. <laughs> And in the red corner, it's our cuddly killer, a man who took a long, hard look at himself after being told he was completely self-absorbed. <laughs> this week we'll be discussing some TV in the shape of uh, this close. The fall of Troy. Is it the fall of the city of Troy, is it? Or the fall of Troy? Troy, fall of a city. Oh, oh, we're watching completely different things. I can't wait to hear this review. <laughs> <laughs> and seven seconds. Uh, Michael also gives an update on the strain and Jarhead 3. Is Jarhead that it? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait, dude. <laughs> well, I can remember when we reviewed Jarhead 1, do you remember? That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the most boring film in the world. It was one of those films where... You know, like where it's tense when the characters are tense, so they want you to feel the tension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Jarhead was the soldiers were bored, so they wanted you to be bored. <laughs> Which was like, why? How does that help? <laughs> so you're there going, so Slap Bangistan was boring? So any crack at you, Mark? Um, not a whole lot. I went out on Friday night, had a few drinks. And thought I was fluent in Irish. <laughs> Brilliant. This happens to a lot of Irish men at some some stage in their life. But the guy I was I was in the company of mentioned to me just we getting to know each other. Like it was my first time meeting him, and uh, he's a friend of Donna's, a long time friend of Donna's. So I was playing catch up. Yeah. And he he mentioned that um, he had a problem after he'd left college that he was an Irish man who didn't have great Irish. So. He went to went to fix that. So as soon as I heard that, I went, "Well, talk away, Gagum." Irish for I speak Irish, and uh, then he he started talking back to me because he didn't know that it was actually the wine that could speak Irish and not me at all. <laughs> but uh, after about ten minutes, eventually he said to me, "No, just say say it in English. It's fine. Say it in English." <laughs> and I went, "Okay, thank God." Because I remember at one stage in the middle of this, I was going. This isn't how I used to speak Irish because he's saying Irish words. I'm translating each of them and then trying to figure out where they go in the sentence, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of an example of someone who's been speaking a language for four minutes. <laughs> like I remember when I was younger, like, you know, you would yeah. just think in Irish. You wouldn't need to do that step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, I'm not as young as I was when that was the case and I haven't been in school as recently, so I gave up. <laughs> but it was a good night. It was a fun night. A fun night was had by all. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, we're in yeah. the depths of uh, Snowmageddon here. Mm. That's right. An update for our listeners that uh, we're lucky to be alive, let alone podcasting. Uh, there's uh, the great uh, slice pan shortage of 2018. Is yes, <laughs> Mike witnessed it this evening. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's shocking. It's unreal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, because all the bread was gone except for one particular brand. Obviously, the people have spoken. They don't <laughs> like that fucking Pat's pan. <laughs> yeah, what do you do when you can't get a loaf of bread? So there's a, there's a meme sweep in the country at the moment where uh, somebody posted somewhere that they couldn't get a loaf of bread and it just took oh, yeah. the internet by storm. Yeah, it's, it's gas. Did you see in uh, the footage from, there's a shop in Jobstown, I think? And uh, in Dublin, and uh, this guy comes in with a fresh, big delivery of of bread, like on a on a on a rolling trolley. You know, with all the, yeah. the say the bread boards, you know, mm-hmm. and the people just swarm them, <laughs> and just they're grabbing like three and four <laughs> sliced pans. And I thought it was a parody, but it's real. It's crazy. Ah, it couldn't be. Honestly, Come on. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was CCTV. What's wrong with people? Like you know? It's hilarious. Uh, I love the the that uh, video of the two lads dealing sliced pan. 
you know, slices of bread around the corner, like the wire you were saying. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's so funny the way the random, most random of things can just take hold of a nation. Because now there's jokes about slice pans everywhere. Yeah. There's people and like, selling uh, loaves of bread online for 1,500 euros. Yeah. <laughs> there, uh, the storm, the, the, the snowstorm that's headed our way was being called the beast from the east. And now it's the yeast from the east. <laughs> and uh, there's all these kind of like bread puns coming up everywhere. It's just it's really really funny. Yeah. I did like the one of the the bread done up as little uh, deal baggies. Oh, done in baggies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you're, you're buying bread by the gram now. Yeah. That's what things are like here. Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, but just just to kind of to give you the um, I suppose the the bitter end of my Friday night out. These these people I was out with, they're very well able to drink. Oh yeah, a bit a bit unlike myself. Yeah. So uh, there was a mix of drinks all through the night. Oh god. And still eating keto, it doesn't help your alcohol tolerance. Yeah, yeah. So it normally costs in the region of fifteen quid to get a taxi home, but not if you have to stop every hundred yards to get sick. Oh no. <laughs> 28 euro cost us to get what? home on Friday night. What? Yeah, yeah. But the best part was, I only remember that happening twice. Uh, so so Donna was going, do you remember getting home at all? And I said, oh, I remember I'd asked the, the taxi driver to stop twice. Like, And she goes, no, Mark, it was at least eight times. I said, I was pretty drunk too, but at least eight. And they weren't like, stop, open the door, get sick, carry on. It was like, open the door and then like dry retching. And, oh, no, hang on, hang on. Okay. I can't go on. I can't go. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, blah! <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> it was just fucking terrible. Terrible. And I got in, I got in trouble with bouncers again. No. I was in, I was in getting sick in the, the toilets of the of the nightclub. So, of course, like as any decent bouncer will do, they realize that you've had far too much and think about kicking you out. So one of them obviously said something to me in a, in this you know, kind of a sidewindy oh. way about Hashtag maybe. Triggered. <laughs> maybe you've had too much to drink sort of thing like yeah. and I don't know what I said and because I don't remember any of this section of the night but Donna told me initially there was one guy kind of talking to me in a friendly way and then there was four not being friendly at all <laughs> <laughs> but uh, me being completely oblivious and supremely confident in my powers walked straight through the middle of them then turned around went back into the toilet and started getting sick again <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Donna, Donna knew the the head doorman there, so she uh, she calmed the troubled waters, and I was left to my own device, left to leave under my own power. I was going anyway yeah. at that stage. I knew it was time anyway. to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, off they, me. Yeah. No, they never they never touched me. To be fair to them, they're a credit to the bouncing trade. They left the drunk Egypt alone. And remember, but, kids, yeah. drink responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. You know, I'm having the I'll never drink again week this week. <laughs> But I'm heading out Saturday night. Oh, yeah, God. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you didn't get too much TV then, I take it. Yeah. That derailed my TV entirely, yeah. Did it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, Mike, tell us a bit about the strain since Mark is talking about him straining. And, yeah. No spoilers, though. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers because I'm dying to get to this. Yeah. Um, season three, huh? or season no, four? Season four. Jeez, the fourth and the final last season. One. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, this actually completely derailed my week. I wasn't expecting it, and then I just saw it on the box, uh, with not just like episode by episode, but the full set just appeared, dropped. And I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> um, so. At the end of the last season, do you know what happened at the end of the last season? No, I have no idea. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it then. No, well, I won't be watching it. So. Has Mark seen it? Yeah, the end of the last season was the bomb, wasn't it? Was that yeah. last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, tell yeah. us then. Yeah. yeah. So the end of the last season, you have the bomb. And was that the name of a dude or was it an actual bomb? Uh, an actual bomb. Oh, he's the bomb, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this season is the aftermath of said bomb. Uh, which like is the cleanup? Uh, yeah, well, it's a little—it's been a little more devastating than one would expect from a single bomb. All right, uh, these are vampires, right? Sort of. Oh, vampire creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mystery guy. 
Okay. Um, so basically, the human race is fucked. It's uh, a good way to start. Sure. When, when are we not, my <laughs> <laughs> What's, how am I going to say this? In English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Edit this out after Steve. <laughs> um, uh, um, uh. <laughs> this has 10 episodes, and because they knew they were finishing it, it's got much more drive than in the, the first three series. All right. Um, there, there isn't okay. really any, any fluff episodes. We've got nothing to lose here, guys. Yeah, yeah. They, they all know they're out of a job at the end of this. So they're, <laughs> they're, they're trying to actually finish the story. Right, like you've never written before. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Corey. <laughs> so that is wonderful because every single episode has, you know, an importance and they're all building bits um, towards, towards a single end, which obviously they knew before they started filming wow like um, a season okay yeah so yeah. it's it's not wasting stuff yeah although that said they bring in a couple of characters um who seem like they're going to be very important mm. and then they don't seem to make a whole oh, lot really? of use of them yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um you feel like that was time wasted mike i don't know steve oh, i don't okay. know <laughs> But the the Hashtag most ex- the most exciting thing was like I I am a fan of the strain and I was greatly anticipating this. Can you imagine my excitement when I discovered in the first episode that to make the strain even better they added in Rona Mitra? No way! Yeah, <laughs> no way! Yeah, indeed! Wow! Yeah. So af- having been finished with fighty ship. Did you know this before you started? No, watching? I didn't. Wow. It was a complete surprise. My surprise. Imagine my surprise, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I had come to this without a box of Kleenex, and <laughs> <laughs> never mind the sliced pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all told, I was very happy with the season. Oh. Um, I, I think that. The, the big takeaway from the season, the big moral lesson is never, ever leave children in charge of nuclear weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something we can all agree on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'd uh, never have thought of that. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before I finish, let me just say, kids. Yeah. Do you know the way, like, I've hated the kid on The Walking Dead from episode one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have an equally irritating little bastard on this show. Oh, like Jurassic Park kids. Almost as annoying as oh, that. Really, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't know why, but the writers keep trying to bring these stupid little pox bastards into the story. <laughs> they don't matter. Right. But in this show, at least, they figured out something useful to do with a creature like that. So, hats off to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. They killed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying nothing. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you're recommending this then, I guess, if Ronan Mike was on it? Oh, yeah, if you're, if you're a fan of the show, you've got to stick with it to the end. Like. Oh, okay. Yeah. The and I will, Michael. I will. Yes. Was it a satisfactory end to it? It was. I was, I was actually kind of afraid that they'd make balls of it. Yeah, um, as happens on so many great shows, uh, but it it was a good ending. It wrapped up all all the threads. Oh, okay. Um, and you know the payoff was worthwhile. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm a, I'm a happy punter. Okay, cool. I'm gonna ask you to keep talking. Tell us about Jarhead Three. Jarhead. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> I have a segue there though. Did oh, you? did you happen to see the? Um uh, post mid-season break episode of The Walking Dead this week. I saw it. It came across my radar, but such was my excitement with the strain that I I, I was left with a choice: pull on with the strain or or divide my attention. Okay, and you use, you stayed focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Um, and one and one traveler be. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think actually 
immediately after we finish the podcast tonight, I'm going to go home and watch The Walking Dead, the next the next episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see. I watched that with Donna, and I'm a goddamn theater widower this week. She's on stage okay. as we speak. Yeah. So I don't think she's even aware that it's back. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm dying to watch it. I was kind of hoping you'd have seen it because that could stoke my Walking Dead boner even further. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, man, if okay, only- well, I guess I'm not going to hear anything about the partly revealed cleavage of The Walking Dead from you. So tell us about Jarhead Three. <laughs> Jarhead Three. Well, you 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 did mention earlier that Jarhead One was a brutally awful movie about bored Marines trying to bore the rest of us. Right. <laughs> um, so what they've done is build a franchise out of Jarhead. They they saw that there is a value in the term, that people will go and see any old shit that has Marines in it. Right. But instead of trying to make a movie about bored Marines, they said, let's have Marines shoot at something. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and there was astonishment around the production table. <laughs> and, and, then, and then some other bright spark at the table said, wow, we don't even have to pay stars. We could just put marine uniforms on actors and have them shoot at things. <laughs> let's... This is brilliant. You're promoted. Let's uh, dispense with the whole cinematic release thing. Let's go straight to video. <laughs> or is it Netflix these days? <laughs> <laughs> this one went uh, direct to DVD, I think. Oh, right, okay. um, I think it was 2016, so it was slightly before the era of Netflix stealing every damn movie that was about to come out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that is the yeah, that is the modern equivalent, isn't it? Straight to Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I suppose yeah. it would be. We need content. Give yeah. us your crap. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I don't know if that's what Netflix are doing now. I don't oh, know if that's on. fair. Ah, uh, they are. Look at well, look they at took Cloverfield. Few, look at their history. Yeah, Cloverfield yeah. and Bryce. Great film. You know, Bryce, great film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it depends on your standards. Yeah, yeah. I, I should put in that caveat. No, no, it depends on your taste. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's not try and pretend that reviewing is objective. Well, it's not, subjective. Neither of those are good movies. Mm. Yeah, but like, oh no, wait, they are good movies. <laughs> Bright is brilliant. No, no, you, you're you're confused. Bright is the one with Will Smith, and everybody knows that if Will Smith is in a movie, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> this is the. There are no examples to the contrary. This is the Tom Cruise uh, equation. Uh, oh no, no! If Tom Cruise is in a movie, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's intonation. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Right, right. Will Smith, was it, wasn't he the star of that wonderful movie After Earth? Starring No, his no, son his son was the star of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> I must actually watch I Am Legend again. Mm. I, need to, I need to find someone old enough to not be scared by it that hasn't seen it so I can watch it through their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that film about five or six times. Like I love it so much. Yeah, it is a good show in fairness. It it does like it does post apocalypse really well because you know the way you've got your own ideas in your head about what you would do if the world had ended? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you get to see this implementation from someone who's actually living through it. It's brilliant like. And then it switches and starts doing story stuff. Oh, it's great. <laughs> story, <laughs> story stuff. Story stuff. <laughs> Because yeah. it can't be all scenario. There has to be story too. Like. Right. I'm going to drag Speaking you back of to stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back to Jarhead. Tell us what happened. Yeah. What, it, I, I just had a quick look there. Siege is mentioned. Yes. And yes. ISIS. Yes. Yeah. So what you have here is uh, some stock footage of a kind of a rough looking medieval, or not medieval, but Middle Eastern cityscape. Um, that looks vaguely threatening because it's all sand-colored and full of brown people, and it's that—that's enough to set the scene. You know, okay, you're not in Kansas. Is that they- racist? Full of brown people? <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But the then you have the embassy, which is uh, basically. I don't know, a business unit with a car park outside that they rented somewhere. And they have some Marines guarding the embassy. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's a very dodgy place. And imagine what would happen if the dodgy people living in the dodgy place decided to attack the embassy. 
<laughs> Can you imagine the chaos, the panic, the fear, the opportunities for random heroism? Oh, heaven forfend my... <laughs> and you may think that that is exciting enough for just one evening's uh, viewing. But can you imagine if you put out an emergency call for reinforcements and you found out at the other end of the radio was none other than Jonas fucking Blaine, snake doctor, in a helicopter, inbound, 20 mics. You just got to hold out, Marine. (laughs) I can't contain my excitement. Tell me there's drones. (laughs) Tell me there's drones. I don't want to spoil anything, <laughs> Steve. No, this, this is a movie driven by plot and character development. <laughs> but so much more enjoyable than the original Jarhead. You know, they've got the formula right. They know their audience. They know what to give them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, is there any calls home? Um, actually, no. They didn't. No. Uh, they didn't have a call home till afterwards. Really? Yeah. They just oh, that's a misstep. Oh, yeah, yeah. How how do we know that people are worrying about them? Amateur mistake. Well, you see, it's not so much the the worry about them; it's the the conflict between different types of marine. Oh, as you different see, different types of marine. So right? you got the yeah. rocker marine. The, yeah, uh, you got the all the Kung Fu Asian marine. The, the rock star marine who wants to go special forces, yeah. and he's all about him. And then you got the old hand who's all about the team. Right. Yeah, so sometimes it doesn't matter if you finish last, so long as you bring in the man beside you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's almost a philosophical conflict that's going I on love it. within the greater conflict. You yeah, know? and it's it's a battle of ideas. You know, it made me think a lot. <laughs> I, I I found myself over the following days, you know, analyzing the implications of each philosophy in terms of you know how to develop as a person. <laughs> or did you find yourself just walking down the street going war <laughs> yeah. what is it good what for? is it good for <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, the, it, it, of course it also has the obligatory attractive CIA slash secretary girl alright uh, and uh, I, I actually looked her up she has had a fantastic. Of course, bet you did. You still can't. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to friend her on Facebook. <laughs> so I know where she lives and everything. <laughs> but she she has actually had a fantastic career in B movies. All right. Um, her filmography is uh, as long as your driveway. All right. And I I mean hats off to her. She's not pretty enough to ever get a, a like an A-list sort of leading lady oh role. Oh my god, that's terrible. She, yeah, she kind of so shallow, Mike. She kind of looks like she's just had her wisdom teeth removed or something. <laughs> <laughs> what an analogy. Brilliant. <laughs> but despite all the all the all the obstacles that that God has placed in her path, she has overcome. Is this her? Yes, indeed. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> is this Sasha, is this Sasha Jackson we're talking about? I wasn't going to name yeah. names, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I see what you mean from a certain angle, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's yeah. quite the jaw there. Uh, but she is living the dream. It's very pretty. Yep. There you go. Oh, but I mean, that was just research for my dedication to the podcast, Fairness. you know, and finding you out as much as I can about everything we review. Oh, she's in. Yeah. Uh, Come back to me, Steve. Come back to me, Steve. The fifty-foot cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at that filmography. She's been in some fucking ah, deadly movies. The Witches of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic movie. That. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So a surprising, uh, surprising uh, movie in terms of how enjoyable it was, given my low expectations going into it. <laughs> um, Probably best B movie so far this year, even though it's two years old. But best movie I've oh, it's seen. De- this year. It's definitely a B movie, is it? Oh God, yeah. So what would you give it out of two? Oh, it's a solid two. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, quite a good B movie then. Yeah, they, they, although they, they kind of give the game away with the name of it. <laughs> Jarhead Three: The Siege. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen in this film. Digga 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 digga. The Sarge is dead. <laughs> Poor old Snake Doctor. Leave no man is behind. 
Uh, sir, but... yes, sir. <laughs> Dismissed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love when uh, these kind of war, shooty, hurty blood films mm. try and take themselves very, very seriously. It makes it so much better. Yeah, like what was Saving Private Ryan all about? <laughs> <laughs> they could have made a good movie out of that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they just no. had Sasha Jackson in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you? What do you say you're giving it out of two? Oh, two out of two. Definitely. Oh yeah, right, no, okay. without a doubt. This right. is quality entertainment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Quality okay. B movie entertainment. Yeah. Of course. Is there any other kind? Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about first world TV. Mark, you're going to tell us about this close. Oh, actually, I'm not, Steve, because I think if you look at the sheet, oh, I didn't did. watch that. Oh, I put that did. there as a trick oh, to catch the rest of you. Watching it. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this close is about two people uh, who are going on a trip to Seattle uh, for a book signing, uh, which uh, it's a male and a female, and the male had written the book, and she is acting as his PR agent, and mm. it's a comedy... Sitcom-y? Mm. Not really a sitcom, is it, though? And was he... I know it's a controversial question, but was he, like, biologically male, or did he identify as a male? <laughs> or was he conflicted in any way? It, it, it wasn't assumed nor implied. Yeah, we, yeah. we just took it, you know, face value. Okay, so, you know, yeah, yeah. So you, did, you didn't have to can get I, a pronoun. <laughs> can I jump in with a pronoun story? No. <laughs> you know the way there's all these pronouns for, like, identify yeah. this way, that way, pre-op, post-op, in careful, the middle of the operation. Careful now. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not being you just said you were scared because in the film there was lots of brown people <laughs> don't tell me to be careful <laughs> anyway I, I was I was trying to figure this out right no, because like I genuinely <laughs> despite how I talk all the time I genuinely don't want to offend people mm. right mm. at least unknowingly yeah yeah. If, it, if it's for comedic reasons, yeah. then I probably do. Yeah. But not without knowing it. But generally, so, it's just pure ignorance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so I, uh, I, I read a couple of articles and tried to figure this out on the internet. And I came across this one where it was kind of a how-to, um, if you're not sure about you know pronouns and the like. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy had some very salient advice. He said, look, don't assume Anthony. Invite them like the person you're talking to, invite them to let you know what's right for them. Mm. So he said, you know, I would say something like this. If I'm meeting someone for the first time, I would say, you know, hi, my name is Mark. Um, I, 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 I identify as male. And if you're referring to me, he and him are probably the best ways to go about it. Okay. So, and then the other person can go, well, I'm whatever. And, you know, I'll use these, these pronouns. And then everyone's clear. Right? So, <laughs> on Friday night, <laughs> I took it upon myself to make sure that everyone knew what pronouns I felt were appropriate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. So, it started off like this. I said, hi, can I get a pint of Carlsberg and a Diet Coke vodka, please? And my name is Mark, and I identify as male. And if you need to refer to me using a pronoun, I would go with him or he. <laughs> the barman looks at me and goes, right, I'll remember that so. <laughs> I said, thank you very much. <laughs> and that continued. It got worse. Oh, God. I'm surprised how I identify wasn't trending as a hashtag in, in uh, Donegal. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Steve, you were saying. Anyway, I was saying two friends. <laughs> They go on a road trip mm. or a flight to Seattle. Oh, yeah. So he's a writer. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, Kate and Michael. They're both deaf, incidentally. Mm. And what? They, they're both deaf. <laughs> and they juggle Sorry, life and relationships. <laughs> they juggle life and relationships in this dramedy. So there's not a whole lot of dialogue in this, but the bits of dialogue that are in it are hilarious. And I have to say, the dialogue that is uh, sort of comes across via subtitles which I, I presume is the reason you didn't watch it Mark because I was watching this Mark put this on the list and there's so many subtitles <laughs> I didn't realise there were subtitles and you just said it makes sense now it's all subtitles because it's all yeah subtitles. it makes perfect yeah. sense but no I didn't I didn't I didn't get that I have to say it, it is the first programme I've seen that 
where most of the dialogue or conversation is assigned. And oh. I have to say, it hasn't. It didn't take a whole lot from it. Uh, Do you ever watch Mr. Tumbles? Uh, no. On the CBBS? No, no, no. I don't have CBBS. No. Okay, um, that was a joke that just was wasted on you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but uh, it is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very funny in places, and some of it's situational, and some of it is uh, conversation based, and the rest mm-hmm. of it, yeah, some of it falls a little flat, um, and it's fine. Yeah, okay. I'm getting. You're. I'm getting. There's not a big explosion of awesomeness. No, there isn't. No, no. It it, it was unique. Let's say. All right. Um. It's not going to define a new genre or anything. No, well, no, it's not. But you know what? It's uh, it's a six-parter, and I I would say it's prob it, it's likely to be a demographic thing as well. Um, just from yeah. the the you know they're young and hip and they're American mm. and you know sort of seeing this kind of stuff before and okay. relationship stuff and mm. uh, he happens to be gay and she's mm. uh, just uh, got engaged and he mm. hasn't told her best friend which is him and you know and then you know there's okay. drama and they lose that fly off the handle very easily and I was just like yeah I don't want to watch this you know I, yeah. uh, that kind of drama just yeah I don't have time for that kind of yeah you yeah. know it's just like why 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 didn't you just talk about it like normal Adults, you know? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. You, well, then again, it's like that old thing. You know, you can treat it like a, a sitcom or an adult. You know, yeah. and they're treating it like a sitcom. So it's like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's it's uh, filler for me. I won't okay. be watching anymore. But uh, right. it's not that it's a bad show. I mean, it's oh. it's got all the quality. There's obviously money put behind it, and it's some good writing in it. Mm-hmm. Just not for me. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a pass. Yeah. Right, right. Sounds like we missed a bullet there. Uh, uh, I don't know, though, I, because me and Steve often have different tastes. Oh, you know what? There, there's, I'd say there's there's certainly, say there's 10 jokes, I'd say six of them uh, you guys would uh, love. You know that kind of way? Right, okay. And then, and then there's about 40 you sort of go, two you sort of go, and then two you just go, yeah, that was shy. You know, okay. and, and that kind of defines nearly. Um, the, you well, know, that's quite a, quite a good breakdown. That's an interesting way of looking at it. We've just come up with a new scale now for comedies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's it for me uh, with that one. Yeah, I think I'm done with it. Won't be watching. Anymore. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough, Steve. Uh, second of our TV is uh, seven seconds. Mark, explain yourself. <laughs> seven seconds. Well. I didn't see how we could avoid reviewing this because you might remember some years ago now we reviewed The Killing seven or eight times as it came out in different languages. <laughs> You're so still bitter about that, aren't you? <laughs> well, the, the, best, the best version obviously being the American one as it featured the best looking of the actors and actresses. What? So that one was... Oh, uh, hey, <laughs> cotton picking minute there, bro. Yeah, hold on, no, I'm just talking about my perspective, Mike. Right, okay. right. Don't, don't let your opinion get in the way of things that I say. <laughs> You'll get your turn in a moment. So um, the American one being the best, because it had the best-looking actors and actresses. Um, the showrunner on that was Vina Sood. And you might remember the complete lambast that she got for changing the season one ending from the original. Do you remember that? Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also still bitter about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyway, she is the showrunner behind uh, Seven Seconds. Okay. okay. So I remember finding The Killing really, really good, but really hard to watch. Mm. And I wondered if the same type of intensity was going to be applied to Seven Seconds. So Seven Seconds, for those of you that haven't seen it, um, kind of tells the story of a young African-American kid who is hit by a car driven by a white American cop. And it details the cover-up, the trial, the search for truth, and all the rest of it that happens, and how the racial tension climbs inexorably as the, um, the story continues, I guess. So it, it is a look at racism in the States and it, it uses this crime as a backdrop. Mm-hmm. And it is 
the story itself is populated by a lot of people that have experienced things like this. Like they had a lot of people from the real police department in the States that were feeding into this show. So a lot of good research was done. A lot of real stuff was identified and included. So that's, that's it. What did you guys think? Mike, by all means, come in now and talk about how some foreign language thing with subtitles was better than the one that didn't have them. <laughs> I've set the stage for you there. Go ahead. Fuck you too, pal. <laughs> First and foremost, this is a downer. Oh. And not in the killing kind of a downer. Oh, okay. But the killing was the worst downer ever. Yeah, that, that was a downer, but, you know, it was nearly, inten- it is, it's Nordic noir. It's intentionally dark. Right. Where I don't think that's kind of what they're heading for this, but they're trying to get a, a vibe of Nordic noir going on. But it, it just okay. wasn't working. But it, yeah. you know, it, it's in Jersey. Right. You know, it's never going to be Jersey noir. noir. You know, yeah. Jersey noir. <laughs> right. but, Not too far from Jersey Shore. Goddamn, it's just. Well, I'm basing this all, all obviously just on episode one, but there isn't. There, there nearly isn't a scene where you're not going, oh god, already oh, between. You know, a kid getting hit, mm-hmm. then your man being terrible, and then uh, the family being devastated, mm. uh, and it's just like every step. Even even when you're talking about a kid getting hit, like is this a kid gets hit and then the cop reverses back over him, kind of uh, hit? Well, or? well, it was just it was an accident. Oh, okay. But then the, they went, oh look, but you know, you're white and he's African American, and yeah. you know we have enough shit between cops. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so yeah. let's and the senior guy went, mm-hmm. look, just get the fuck out of here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you're he's dead anyway, kind of thing. Right. And it turns out he isn't. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know. So um, anyway, uh, that's that's kind of where it develops from. But mm-hmm. you've got other characters in there, and they're the most miserable. Mm-hmm. Car- you you've got a character, you know, like uh, Saul Goodman. Yeah. Right. He's got a miserable career in a miserable situation. Okay. But it's hilarious. Right. Right. But they just, it's its upbeat and it's mm-hmm. funny, you know, whereas right. they have a lawyer who's got a miserable <laughs> existence as well. Right. And it's not. Right. And okay. It, it's just all, you're just looking at all the reasons oh. and you're going, oh, for God's sake. And all the yeah. people that she used to interact with, they're all dicks, mm-hmm. you know. And, okay. Uh, Sounds a bit like the wire. Uh, there, no, there's no redeeming feature in this for me. Okay. There's nothing. There, yeah. There's no reason why I would go back and watch this. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's just I don't find it entertainment. And it's kind of, it's taken all the miserable bits out of all the other shows and put it into one. Okay. And I'm sort it's of like, like a black hole of misery. It is. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done yeah, yeah. I was done 10 minutes into it, <clears throat> 15 minutes into it. it was just, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. But do you think. I wouldn't recommend it. Do you think that there may be some kind of event horizon? Beyond where, which you can't escape. Like if you were to watch episode two, you'd be just sucked oh, in, gets, and you'd have to. Where it gets to there, yeah. possibly. I'm not prepared to struggle yeah. through it to get there. Though. There is no reward big enough yeah. <laughs> for me to watch more of this. You know? So it's like Homeland. I know it's going to be good, but to see miserable face again, yeah, I'm just like ah, yeah. oh, Jesus, yeah. you know, you know, it's just is she still miserable. Ah, oh, she, she's always miserable. She's but bound to be miserable. season season seven. It's her, it's the their series finale this season. Yeah. Unless she's oxyed out of her face. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be like, oh, Jesus. Uh, I was going to say, like, with, you know, the progress in, in <laughs> chemistry and stuff, there must be an antidepressant they can fucking sort her out at this stage. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> a lot of people wishing on that. Yeah. Maybe it's her diet. Uh, no, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ley lines. Ley lines. I, I bet you her apartment <laughs> is at a very bad juncture. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could pay somebody three hundred and fifty dollars to check it out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop now and walk away. Yeah, I, I worry about you guys at times. I really do. He's just digging at me. I'll yeah. tell you later. <laughs> it's not true, though. I didn't. <laughs> anyway, what did you think, Mark? Um, I think this is a quality show. Uh, it has a lot in common with the killing. But it doesn't... So when you were watching The Killing, it was released first by... I'm guessing AMC now, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was released by AMC, right? Let's just say it was, right? And then they they cancelled it, and then Netflix picked it up. So Venus Ood has a kind of a relationship with Netflix that she's she's happy to work with them now because they did that for... Mm -hmm. They kept that that series of flow, afloat so she was able to tell her story. 
The difference, the main difference between the killing and this one is in the killing, it was each week there was a new episode. Mm-hmm. And it was very much written that way. So in episode one, you would be told why maybe it might be some guy. And then oft times at the end of the episode, you'd find out actually, no, it's not that guy, but it might be this other guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. And that, that continued every episode, right? And then at the end, you know, at the end of the series, one of the killing, you knew who it was. He was going to jail. So she got in the, the detective got on the plane to leave. Then she got a phone call that realized, no, actually, it's not her, but it might be this other guy. <laughs> end of series, and everybody lost their fucking minds. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the backlash against Vina, she has attributed a lot of that to her gender. So there's there's all kinds of gender stuff wrapped up in this. Um, and Seven Seconds features two very strong um, female characters. And I've only watched the first episode like you, Steve, but apparently these those roles develop a lot over the course of the season. But the reason I'm talking about the episodic nature of The Killing is that Seven Seconds isn't. It's written more like, you know, a very, very long film. Right where uh, the whole story just is told over the course of all the episodes. They don't try and parcel it or uh, dumb it down or anything like that. So the thing about the killing and seven seconds that I, at the same time, appreciate and hate, I think you've mentioned it as well, is they take some of the most horrible, horrible aspects of tragedy, the human misery, and they make it profoundly worse. They concentrate it into every shot where it's relevant and they make it just you can feel like the guy that I I felt the most sympathy for in the killing was um, Brent Saxton's character the dad the father of Rosie Larson he went through unimaginable suffering in front of our eyes he was really well written it was really well acted by Brent and you could feel it on screen and you're just going oh my god like if I wasn't you know if if I didn't already want that to never happen to me I certainly don't know and uh, the the other um, leading female role in this that I'm talking about is the mother, and I need to find her name. Uh, but they're really, really good, and they're doing the same thing again. Like, how hard must it be to watch your child be sick or in hospital or whatever? It's something that everyone wonders about. But you get to see it happen in front of your eyes, and the palpable, just the misery that it brings with it. And I think it's an incredible performance so far. And I hope that she is it. Is it Regina King? Is that her name? Sure. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure. But um, they're really good. So the, the two leading ladies really impressed me. I think. I think they're brilliant. The guy that plays the cop, Bo Bo Knapp, I think he's really good because his role is complicated. Because he's you know he's at the start when the accident happens he's rushing to be with his wife who's expecting. And he thinks that she's gone into labor. So obviously he's not really got his mind where it needs to be when he's driving. And uh, he's obviously racked with guilt over what's happened. And he's he's running through the emotional mill. And, and, that, and that continues as, as the show progresses. So I saw, I thought that his performance was really good. Because again, these are terrible things that are happening to people. And they make you feel every bad emotion that's associated with the event. And it's all there, like I said, you know, in a full high definition, in all the colors, and you just can't fucking get away with it. It's like a negative emotion sandblaster coming from the TV to your face the whole time. It sounds like it could be really good if they remade it in another language with less good-looking people. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, Mike, very good. Look, I I think this is extremely high-quality TV. I think writing this kind of stuff as well, making it so easy to feel these terrible emotions and having the courage to face this kind of thing head on, I think it is really good. It is not something that you want to watch last thing before bed or if you're interested in having a bit of fun. <laughs> um, but it, it is good TV, in my opinion. In my opinion, it's really good TV nonetheless. Yeah, it's, it's a big filler for me, I think. Oh, Oh yeah, two people who agree on the content, yeah, but yeah. not the result. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's why reviewing is subjective, Mike. I've said it already in this podcast. <laughs> Whatever you're into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make me feel worse, please. Make yeah, me yeah. feel worse. 
Yeah, like I can Dave remember watching the killing. <laughs> but you know what the problem here is? Like I can remember watching the killing and being incredibly uncomfortable with just how raw the emotions were on screen. Mm. And for seven seconds, I, I feel a little bit like that too. But having seen the killing and now watching this, I'm starting to get a bit more numb to it. So you wonder, like in five years' time, what will they have to put on TV to make us feel anything? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look at this thriller for me. I think you could do a lot worse than check out a couple episodes and see if it's your taste. All right. Fair enough. Um, let me see. Last of our TV. Troy. Fall of a city. It was, my, Mike. it was Mike's fault. This is Mike's fault. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Defend yourself. Okay. So, I suppose... The, the name sort of gives it away, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me the ending. <laughs> um, so this is telling the story of the war between the Greeks and the Trojans, but from, it's starting out from the Trojan point of view. Um, whereas most things like, uh, what was that bloody awful movie with Brad Pitt? Troy, <laughs> <laughs> tell it from the. That was a great movie. <laughs> I don't think I actually got around to that. So who did he? Oh, say? it's a great movie. Uh, Brad was, Pitt plays Achilles. Achilles, Brilliant. yeah. Was he the hubby? No, oh, no, 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 no. He was a he was the warrior dude who fell in love with Angelina Jolie. Oh. <laughs> and then did it in real life. <laughs> ah, I see, I see, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, go on. Um. So this is small screen. Uh, I think there's eight, ten parts, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And it's... It's a ministry. It's a ministry with a lot of people that you probably haven't heard of. Yeah. Um, So they haven't bothered spending budget on uh, big actors or anything. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's only three three episodes. So far. Oh, is that so far, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. so, I think most people are probably familiar with the story from being kids and stuff. Remind us, Mike. Uh, okay, there's a lad who fancies a bird and he brings <laughs> her back to his gaff. And then the lad's, the bird's husband gets pissed off and he rounds up a posse of the boys. And then they go over to the other <laughs> lad's gaff and they say, Come here, give her back or we'll fucking burn you out, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes from there. Oh, it's so funny. You know, uh, what was it? Uh, on IMDb, it has key, what was it, keywords? Or what's it, what's it called? Let me, sorry. I have it there a second. I have to get this phrase. Plot keywords. Male rear nudity. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think then, Mike? <laughs> Based on that. I absolutely loved it. Did you? Yes. Every minute of it. Right. Come on, Mike. I, Jeez, I think I'm with Mark on this. I, w- I was admiring Grecian jugs from beginning to end. Uh, <laughs> I think the jug buttock count is skewed all the wrong way. Like. <laughs> um, okay. So, why did I like it? Because Brad Pitt wasn't in it, fucking it up. I, I had known this story from a kid. And I'd never really thought about this story since I was a kid. Yeah. But watching it again as an adult, it yeah. had a much, much bigger impact on me. Yeah. Because as a kid, I looked at the story of Paris going after Helen and thinking, yeah, whatever, let's get to the fighty bit. Yeah. But watching this episode, I was thinking about, you know, the temptations that all guys will feel at some point in their lives to go for an inappropriate relationship. Or girls. Or girls. <laughs> or people who identify as neither. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I thought they they built up the tension between what you know is a really, really, really bad idea and your desires. Right. I, I thought that was wonderfully handled. All right. Um in fact, I, I was just sitting there with my head in my hands, like, fucking don't do it. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Nothing good can come with this, you dumb bastard. It can only be trouble. <laughs> um, and that totally went over my head as a kid coming to this story. Um, 
So I, I really appreciated the fact that they, they delved into those aspects. Yeah. Um, that are more adult. It's not a, it's not a, definitely not a kid's no. uh, interpretation of the story. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how they, they move the story onwards. Yeah. And, you know, there was even little details like, uh, everybody, knows about Hector as, you know, the great hero of the tro- Trojans or whatever, and he has his big run-ins with Achilles, and it's yeah. all very tragic and yeah. everything. But in this, they're building up um, how he feels about Paris, which is something that I had never thought of when, when right. I first looked at the story. Yeah, um, And it, it actually makes the ending so much more tragic because he you can see that from day one, he thought, this guy's a fucking loser. But I have to have his back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no matter what it costs me. Um, so, yeah, for me, it opened a lot of doors in my appreciation of the story. Can I bring up something in this? Go on. So we... W- <clears throat> excuse me. We watched a, sort of a similar era type thing with Britannia. Yes. Uh, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And our main problem was the the introduction of a supernatural element, the druids. Yes. This did it as well. It did. And we had a big problem with it with Britannia. Mm-hmm. And when they started arsing on about the gods and this as well yeah. and introducing them mm-hmm. to us, yeah. I thought, oh, God, here we go again. Yeah, okay. Because I can see where you're going. Well, there, yeah. there's, there's, there's a history element here, though, that I think. So I was the first to give out about Britannia in that light. Right. But I didn't realize that the same thing exists in Troy and you said it just now and I think I know why and it's because from when we were kids in Greek stuff that just happens remember Clash of yeah. the Titans yeah. yeah the gods are just there that's the way those stories are told they're like hanging at the bar <laughs> trying to pick up chicks so they can make more demigods <laughs> that's just it's part of the the, the Greek it's setting I think so they roll <laughs> at least at least that's how it was to me like yeah. I, I just I didn't even notice it till you said it absolutely. there absolutely in the in the fictional stories but mm. i thought we were going a bit more you know oh you thought it was going to be a historical thing i thought it was yeah see that's what i was hoping for oh okay that, that it might be that's that's what that's what i was expecting and then when i when i put it on i went wait a minute this is an actual tv show good on you mike <laughs> Tor is just so, around the corner <laughs> yeah because i was literally i put it on going oh here we go i have to fucking learn something oh <laughs> <laughs> the next thing there's these two having sex in a field and I went wait a minute <laughs> this isn't on the biology channel <laughs> but uh, yeah, let me know when it's my turn to, like, to review oh, because I have a few things to say about this <laughs> so I like I liked parts of this but I didn't like it as a whole right yeah, gotcha. um the parts that I liked, I think, Mike, you touched on some of them, is that the characterization is a lot truer to life than, for example, Troy, which was a great film. But an awful lot of the people in Troy were a little bit unrealistic, yeah. right? Like, I love the Achilles character. That's why I liked Troy, because I loved the way Brad Pitt played him. Right. Um, and I loved the way he was written. It wasn't just about Brad's performance. Um, but when you when you get into the story in this one, it sets up characters that, no, actually, these guys would act the way that the historical story tells us that they did. And I like that because now we've got no need for Deus Ex Machina to move the plot forward. It's just, here are the characters. This is what they're like. Cut them loose. And sure enough, if you let um, these characters loose in that setting, then the events that we know have happened are all of a sudden inevitable. But the problem was, for me, there was two problems, right? Mm-hmm. They're not great at doing stunts in this. Okay. And the other one is that inevitability took away a little bit from wanting to see what happened next. Right. So I, I watched one episode and I I won't be watching anymore, kind of for that reason, because I feel like I don't need to to understand what's gonna how it's gonna go. Um like I, I do appreciate what they were doing, but it just wasn't as gripping for me. And I my immersion was broken and I lost interest <laughs> in this one exact moment. Lads, I can see what you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was like that, Steve. But there was one moment, right? 
and it was a scene involving a horseback race. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters does something. Uh-huh. And I just went, well, that wouldn't have worked. Right. There is just no way in the history of the world that what he's doing. Now, I'm not talking about probably what you think I'm talking about. I'm trying not to spoil you. Yeah, yeah, Look, at yeah. somebody stole a horse, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the act of stealing a horse would never have worked in the real world. Yeah. No matter how many gods were wandering around helping yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And it, it wasn't just that it wouldn't have worked. It was the way that he did it mm-hmm. looked all wrong. It looked very much like they were on a film set mm-hmm. and he needed to steal this horse. Okay. And I, my immersion was just destroyed. I'm, well, this is nonsense now. Mm-hmm. So that meant that my arms were folded. And every time any kind of action happened, I was there looking for flaws. And of course, if that's the way you're watching something, you're going to find them. Yeah. And uh, and it made it very hard for me to enjoy the rest of it. Um, yeah, I actually, also now, think, now that you mention it, there's a, there's a wrestling scene. And given oh, it was the, the home of Greco-Roman wrestling, oh, <laughs> it was less than <laughs> impressive. <laughs> I also didn't think that Helen was great. Yeah, Helen, would you? I, I, like, I, her, her performance, I'm talking about, no, I, I didn't think it was a great performance. I didn't get swept along in any of the Helen side of the story. Did you not? Um, uh, no, I'm, I, I just, I'm sorry, Mike, I just, I just didn't. Because um, yeah, initially, I was right there with you. I thought, that's a poor choice for Helen. Um, but as as the episode went on, and the relationship between her and her daughter was brought more to the fore. Um, I I started to really appreciate what she was bringing to it. Um, you know, she wasn't just there to be uh, an object uh, to be, you know, the something just to be taken and part of the story. You could see where she was going to drive her own narrative. Oh my God, she's got a brain. Yeah, <laughs> who That's knew? what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but you're prancing around it there. <laughs> She's not an object yeah. in this case. She you, actually can think for herself. You know, Steve, I have a solid trans. Oh, I have a solid track record of doing my utmost to not offend anybody on this show. You know? <laughs> I'm offended, Mike. Oh, Steve, damn! Another week goes by, another offended person. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Mark. You were telling us how shit it was. Well, I think I've kind of gotten to the end of what I had to say, Mike, to be honest. Like, it just, it didn't grab me. I thought there was too much going on in the action scenes that wasn't, just wasn't, wasn't realistic or, I don't, I, I, I'm yeah, struggling to put my finger on it, but just, it, it just wasn't good action. I know good action when I see it and that was not it. Yeah, like when Perseus fought Caliban, that was really top quality action, you know. I feel I feel like you're being sarcastic, but I can't figure out why. Uh, for another day, for another day. Um, yeah, I I can't argue with you on the action side. I that was kind of poor, um, but that wasn't the bit that got my attention. Um, so I suppose that's just two people looking at the same thing and seeing different things. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Hmm. We, we've talked a lot this week about subjectivity. We have. Just in, I, I just think overall the quality wasn't there. You know, they've obviously spent a lot of money on it, but as a whole, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to watch anymore. Yeah. I wanted to. I so wanted to. Because <laughs> it's a good story. Yeah. You know, you know, and you, you obviously, you know, with our taste, we want to go and see the actiony, fighty, you know, murder face bits. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's that. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of going to have to keep talking to you or maybe look it up on IMDb and see which episode it is. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know yeah. I, I'm not going to suffer through mm-hmm. the rest of that sort of faux drama. Okay. Well, I will uh, I will keep in touch with it and I'll uh, keep you posted. Okay. I'll, I'll let you know if they sort out the uh, action issues. Nice one. <laughs> Take one for the team. <laughs> Deadly. Uh, Mark. Oh, it's filler for me, Steve. Sorry. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So two fillers in the trailer, huh? Mm. Um, Not a whole lot of agreement going around here this evening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was except on the innate qualities of Jonas Blaine. I I was thinking during the week actually. I'm this close. You know, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, if Ving Rhames wasn't available to bail you out, Jonas Blaine <laughs> would be number two on my list. <laughs> Is that Walking Dead reference? 
No, it's the the um, <laughs> the unit. It's the unit. All right, your own. I didn't yeah. watch. It. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was just helping other people that were listening. I thought, honestly, that was my intention originally. No. Fucked her. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> So yeah, so that's it for this week. I think that's all we have. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a million, vi- million movies for next week. Mm-hmm. Actually, the Oscars are coming up. Mm. We've got some movies to watch, dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um, just dying to see The Shape of Water. It looks so <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> what about uh, a Taxi Driver? I think you'd like that. Actually, that's one I mentioned a while back mm-hmm. that you should watch. Yeah, okay. um, it's Korean. Okay, Mike's or Mark just got great. Yeah, um, <laughs> great stuff. Yeah, yeah. Great can't stuff, wait. Yeah. And uh, yeah. what else? Was Did Train to Busan two number two ever come out? Uh, what was it called? No, it, Soul Station is the name of it. Okay, that it's a prequel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to get to that. Um, I don't know if they did the live action one. Let me just check here. What we're talking. Uh, Man, I fucking love that movie. Soul Station. Yeah. Um, 2016. Oh, it's a, the animated one. Alright. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be great to see a live action version, actually. Oh. 6.1, actually. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Animation horror. How about that? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched my fair share of anime horror. Horrormation. Yeah. There's a lot of um, lot of Resident Evil anime horror out there that's not bad. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Anywho, leave it there. Alright, go. Cool. Mike, Mark, and Steve, stay classy. <laughs>